Hello friends and welcome into NFL Daily. If you have not already hit that big red button and subscribe, on today's video we're taking you through the latest NFL news and rumors, several of which involve some big time contract discussions beginning with Ronnie Stanley who wants the bag from the Baltimore Ravens. Now he's coming off a first team all pro season. That's pretty darn good and normally when you're one of the best players at your position, you end up getting paid like the best player at the position. That's just how contracts tend to work in the NFL. But on top of that side, ESPN reports that Stanley's deal could be a record for a non-quarterback. Now, Laramie Tunsil just got $22 million per year over a three-year deal to become the highest paid offensive tackle in the NFL based on the per-year figures. He actually didn't just surpass Lane Johnson. He blew Lane Johnson out of the water. Lane Johnson got $1.5 million more than Trent Brown ended up getting. Laramie Tunsil comes in at $4 million per year more than Lane Johnson does. Stanley, of course, will want to beat that. They're both franchise left tackles. And if history has shown us anything when it comes to NFL deals, it's that the latest guy ends up getting the most money. But Stanley being the highest paid non-quarterback per year would be expensive. At that point, you're approaching almost $24 million per year. Now, Stanley does have some time left on his contract. The Ravens can find a way to, to finagle that deal so it's not really $24 million per year on the cap. But that's expensive. And it might be too much because $24 million, as great as Stanley is, that's a lot when if you're the Ravens, you also know uh, we got Marlon Humphrey coming up. We got Lamar Jackson coming up. Mark Andrews, Orlando Brown could also use some extensions down the road. That's a debate the Ravens will have to have. If the NFL cap explodes as the NFL hopes it's going to, well, that makes life a lot easier in the end for the Baltimore Ravens. We'll talk about Deshaun Watson next, but first, everyone, we are trying to get to 200,000 subscribers here on Chat Sports. So if you want more NFL news and rumors, you want some of our live show, including our live Q&A, power rankings, and pretty much everything you could ever want on the NFL, and hit that big red button and subscribe today. Let's go now to Deshaun Watson, as a report out of the Houston Chronicle is that Watson and the Texans have engaged in, quote, extremely preliminary discussions around an extension which is a, a fancy way of saying, yeah, they've kind of started, but there's really been no progress made. Watson is going to get paid a significant amount of money, and there is a very real chance, especially if the, this deal comes after Mahomes gets paid by the Kansas City Chiefs, that Watson might end up surpassing the $40 million per year threshold, a massive figure for quarterbacks in the NFL. Now, Watson trying to get paid. Dak Prescott also trying to get paid. So let me know in the comments, who's the better quarterback? We'll break this down more in depth. The answer might surprise you, but I'll make this the pinned comment on today's video. So if you get the ad break here on YouTube, scroll on down, type your P's for Prescott or W for Deshaun Watson. Nah, I'm just playing. It's still Deshaun Watson. W is the correct answer. Maybe not quite as extreme as, as you might think. The numbers are actually pretty good for both of these quarterbacks, but they do favor Deshaun Watson. Fewer games here, by the way, for Watson. He missed some time in his first year. He's a great quarterback. He's a franchise guy. I don't really think we're going to argue against that, maybe. Now, maybe you don't want to pay him $40 million. I get that. But that's the way the market is, is heading for the quarterback position. And if Houston's smart, they will try to be proactive in getting 
the Deshaun Watson deal done. Maybe you could try and get him at 38 right now. That's a lot of money, but it won't look that bad once Mahomes ends up getting paid. And keep this in mind, folks. Wilson, Big Ben, Rodgers, and Goff, the top four highest paid quarterbacks, all came within the past calendar year. Everything changes in a matter of a year to two years, three years when it comes to the quarterback position. If you pay Watson now, you'll save some money in the long run. And I do have some concerns about the Texans' offensive line and how the receiving core will fare without DeAndre Hopkins, but I am very confident that Deshaun Watson is a top-10 quarterback, if not top-5 quarterback. I don't think he's top-5. I think he's a franchise guy. And if you have a franchise quarterback, the better path, not guaranteed, but the best path to finding a way to have success, sustained success in the postseason, trying to make Super Bowl runs, is to pay your quarterback and then worry about the rest later and hope that you draft well because regardless, you're going to have to do that. So let me know in the comments section what you would pay Watson per year. I'm sure many of you don't want to pay him $40 million. That might, what the, that might be what the price tag ends up being like, depending, of course, on when they get that deal done. So let me know in the comments your max amount for Watson per year. Speaking of Watson, his jersey's on sale at chatsports.com slash jersey deal. There's jerseys we'll show you, including some rookies and some of the new jerseys, the Bucks, for example. They're all under 80 bucks. Some of the more established players, like, for example, Deshaun Watson, Sam Darnold, uh, Odell Beckham as well, they're actually even cheaper than that. But the rookies, those are the ones under 80 bucks. The new Rams jerseys, under 80 bucks. So head over to chatsports.com slash jersey deal, and we'll put that link both in the comments and the description to save you guys some time and energy. Chatsports.com slash jersey deal, official Nike jerseys for just 80 bucks. Let's move now to Jadeveon Clowney because, oh, there's still rumors around him. The New York Post reports the Giants simply aren't interested in Clowney. They would prefer to retain Marcus Golden. More on him coming up in a little bit. The, the unfortunate reality for Clowney is that he's misjudged his market. He wanted a 20 plus million per year, and he hasn't really sniffed that figure whatsoever. Now, as for the Giants side of it, it would make some sense to pursue Clowney as an outside linebacker, as an edge rusher, if you want to call it the, the weak side, the Sam in that 3-4 scheme. That's fine. They're pass rushers. O'Shane Zimenez, Lorenzo Carter. They added Kyler Fackrell. We'll see if Carter Coughlin can develop in anything. I don't trust a pass rush, as good as the defensive line can be for the Giants, of Zimenez and Carter. I would pursue Clowney. They clearly don't want to, and they are far from alone in that, by the way. Many NFL teams haven't shown interest in adding Clowney. So predict for me down in the comments, which team will end up signing Clowney? The Browns have shown interest. Seattle still has some. Maybe there's a surprise contender we haven't really discussed so far. Make your best guesses for me in the comments. Now, Clowney's never been a 10-sack guy in the NFL. That's not to say he's been bad. Maybe a little bit underwhelming for, for where the NFL thought Clowney was going to be at this stage in his career. And unfortunately for him, coming off an injury-limited season with only three sacks. It's driven down his market. That's unfortunate. The Giants, though, they don't want Clowney. They're trying to keep Marcus Golden. And they placed the profoundly rare and, uh, and very rarely utilized uh, unrestricted free agent tender, the UFA tender. What that means is... If no one signs Golden before the July 22nd deadline, 
the Giants get to keep him on a one-year deal, and Golden would get a 10% raise based on last year's salary, which would put him at $4.12 million in 2020. That would be pretty darn good value for a player who, very much under the radar, had 10 sacks this past year. And this is the second time in the past four years Golden has surpassed that 10-sack figure. The issue is, injured in 2017, kind of banged up 2018, nowhere near as productive. He's been inconsistent. But if you can get Golden, who had more sacks than Clowney, for a little over $4 million, that's a pretty good deal for the Giants. ESPN back at it again with their crazy takes. Rob Ninkovich, the former Patriot, uh, says that he'd take Tua Tungavailoa right now over Lamar Jackson to start a franchise. He also claims Tua will be the best NFL quarterback within three years, even over Patrick Mahomes. So kind of hot takey here. The problem with this is that the process sucks. If you are taking a rookie quarterback, pretty much any rookie quarterback, over the NFL MVP, that's bad process. You can believe in Tua. I have some faith if he can stay healthy. The injuries are a pretty big concern. You would make the same argument against Lamar Jackson, right? Because he, he, he runs the football a lot. But Lamar knows how to not take bad hits. He hasn't been injured. Tua has been. And if you want to argue Tua is going to be a great franchise quarterback, I'm on board with you. You're taking Tua over this guy? Over Lamar? Fellas and, and, and ladies and gentlemen, can we stop disrespecting Lamar Jackson? I know we're trying to make him into a, a, a one-hit wonder. Okay, whatever. That's fine if, you, if you're worried about him long-term. Can we put some respect on his name? The dude's a good quarterback. He had a great season. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You, if your process goes, yeah, I'm going to take the number five overall pick, who was the top quarterback taken in his draft class, by the way, because... Well, I think he can be great. Okay, that's fine. You can bet on the upside. But I've seen Lamar be great. So the answer for me is an absolute no-brainer. It's J for Lamar Jackson all day, every day, twice on Sundays. Over now to the Bears. Speaking of some quarterback discussion, the uh, Bears head coach, Matt Nagy, is uh, very pleased with how Trubisky has handled the addition of Nick Foles, or at least that's what the head coach has to say. Uh, the Bears quarterback battle is very much an open competition. Trubisky was not good enough last year. That's why the Bears went out and traded for Nick Foles. They have to have better play. Here's what the head coach had to say about Trubisky. And he's been really, really good in the fact that he's taken this head on. He's accepted it. He understands it. We're also competitive, but we're human too. There's a realness to the fact that, okay, you're going to bring somebody else in here and have me compete. Initially, it's probably a shock, but then after, it's, it's like, let's go. So hopefully Trubisky does handle this well from a mental standpoint. I think he lost his confidence last year. He, he, didn't, look, he didn't look comfortable or confident in, in the pocket, and it showed. Same thing happened to Baker Mayfield, too. Maybe Trubisky wins the job. I, I think that'd be ideal for Chicago is the guy you took number two overall, keeps his job early on in, in his NFL career. We'll see what Nick Foles does. There is some familiarity there with, with some of the coaching staff in Chicago. The Bears' biggest question mark by far is the quarterback spot. The defense is pretty darn good. The O-line, hopefully better, but, they, but the Bears need better play out of, these, out of one of, if not both, of these quarterbacks. So who starts in Chicago this year, or at least starts the majority of the games? I wonder if you might see both get some playing time at some point. N for Nick Foles, or type M 
for Mitchell Trubisky. One more time, because it's kind of be confusing. N, Nick Foles, M, Mitchell Trubisky. Some other quick notes here I wanted to mention. Uh, after today, Monday on Tuesday, the NFL will impact with the post-June 1st cap cuts. What that means is it allows you to spread dead money over multiple years. So starting tomorrow, these teams will get some extra cap space. The Bears will save $2.8 million because they cut Trey Burton. The Falcons will save $10.75 million because they cut Desmond Trufant. The Jets save eleven million because they released Tremaine Johnson. And the Rams save five point five million with Todd Gurley's release. I'll also make note, this has not yet been made official by any of the franchises, but the Cowboys and Panthers can both save significant money by waiting to put Travis Frederick and Luke Keekley on the retirement list after the June 1st deadline. That will save them upwards of about $7 million apiece. 